Welcome to the Glam Life Podcast, where we empower and inspire beauty professionals to take their careers to the next level. Your host, Victoria, is a certified business coach with over a decade of experience in the beauty industry, helping countless beauty professionals start and grow successful businesses. Now she's sharing her knowledge and expertise with you. Whether you're just starting out in the beauty industry or looking to take your business to new heights, this podcast is for you, covering topics like community, management, branding, and much more. So join us on this journey to build the beauty business of your dreams. Hello, hello. I am Victoria Rocca. You may also know me as Victoria Glam. I'm your host here at the Glam Life Podcast, and I have decided to take this podcast, which has traditionally been a once a week podcast, um, to two days a week. So I will still be here for you guys on Mondays at 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern, and I will still continue to talk to you about everything that I know about the world of marketing and everything that's trending in the world of marketing. But I want to lean into that a little bit. And so I've added these second days, these Thursday mornings that we'll have together now. And, um, and I'm going to make them just a little bit different than what we were doing before. So while we're still focused on marketing and on creating awareness for the, for your business, for whatever business or product that you work with, Um, I really want to lean into social media strategies that we're seeing work elsewhere. And I want to talk about something that I feel like no other marketer has really cracked yet. I feel like people are either doing it or they're just not understanding it. But I don't know that anyone's truly teaching it at the moment. Um, I want to talk to you guys about TikTok. And I know, listen, I know it's controversial because, okay, they might ban it. They might not ban it. If they do ban it then I put all my time and and, uh, effort into that for no reason, or maybe I go viral on there, but that's not necessarily my ideal client. Like, trust me, I've heard it, I've heard it all. So I wanna talk to you a little bit about TikTok versus Instagram before we even begin this series where I'm going to study people who make it big, which I'm sorry, is happening on TikTok, not Instagram. And and I I just wanna talk a little bit about the strategy here before we even get into that, okay? So on Instagram, millennials is who I'm talking about when I use the royal we okay on Instagram we have traditionally been seeing people um, really curate their feed and it's a very curated experience and there's a whole lot of um, uh, like perfectionism I would say that goes into your Instagram feed right like you show the perfect moments everything is like the perfect brand colors everything's curated I mean people went wild with this at the height of the Instagram like movement right like when we had big influencers whose central main line of speaking to you or anyone who follows them was Instagram and Instagram alone people were literally throwing $300,000 parties all in their brand colors, all on theme with professional photographers and selfie stations, just so that everyone would have great content for Instagram. And I'm not saying that that is no longer happening or that it's no longer a consideration. It is a consideration. Certainly you want your optics to be correct around any brand, even if that brand is you. Um, But now we're seeing people have this big movement towards TikTok. And that's for a few reasons. Instagram really shot itself in the foot, if we're honest. As soon as Meta took over Instagram, uh, they started, I don't know what it is about this small dick syndrome that Meta has, but it's terrified of anybody and everybody else. So it wants to steal from everyone else, right? Uh, Quick history lesson. 
Meta has stolen uh, stories on Instagram. That came from Snapchat. Um, <clears throat> now, Reels, everyone knows, that was TikTok. And now they keep taking features from TikTok and trying to implement them on Instagram. Meanwhile, they're also, in my opinion, very greedy. So when they first introduced Reels, they wanted everyone to get hooked, right? So they're like, here, have some free, have some free views, have some free views. And now everyone knows uh, Instagram views are incredibly censored, incredibly suppressed. Even people who follow you don't get to see your stuff unless they manually go and check your account. It, the only thing that's in your, your um, feed is ads and suggested accounts, which is very, very frustrating for the user experience. I followed this person because I want to see their content, right? On TikTok, we are not having that problem. First of all, if you want to, you can see just people that you follow, or you can see things that the algorithm, like their algorithm is top tier, I'll tell you that right now. If I go on TikTok right now and I search pop sockets, like alligator pop sockets, I promise you, I'm going to receive so much of that content. I'll never see the same thing twice. I'll never get bored on their app. And even when they show me other things that I'm interested in, they'll always bring it back to the central idea of what I originally searched today. So it's all relative, it all makes sense, and it's all very tailored to you, which is why a lot of people, you'll see this especially with young people who still get embarrassed about stuff, a lot of people don't want you to see their FYP. They do not want anyone to see their FYP because it's very insanely personal. It's tailored specifically to you. So if you hear any grown men saying, yeah, I had that TikTok, I had to get rid of it. I don't know why it's all, uh, it's just a bunch of young girls dancing on there. I don't know why everybody's excited about TikTok. Red flag, sir. First of all, I don't have any young girls dancing on my TikTok, okay? And uh, secondly, the algorithm thinks that that's the only thing you wanna see. So that's a you problem. <laughs> it's a you problem. But I mean, the algorithm is so customized over on TikTok, so user intuitive, that it can tell if you are a Democrat or a Republican. It can tell likely what race you are in, where you, if you live in the North or the South. And I think that, um, a lot of the argument made for banning TikTok was that it was using not only this much data, but also because it had this much data available, it was likely feeding that information to an enemy of our country, right? The the CCR, whatever they call the, the People's Republic of China. I don't know, whatever, whatever it is. Um, I don't get that heavy into things, but I, I do pay attention when somebody mentions one of my socials, right? So they were worried that, you know, you're collecting all this data and you're selling it to people who want to spy on us. But here's the thing. Meta already does that. Meta already does that. They were already sanctioned for that. They went in before Congress and had to testify and everything about the amount of data that they were breaching privacy and then selling. So I just don't think that this TikTok ban is going to happen. Okay. So if that was your excuse for not using it, meh, if you think only young people are on it, you're wrong. And let me take it one step further and tell you why you should be on TikTok. Because TikTok's algorithm not only is top tier in intuitiveness, but also it is wide open and unsuppressed, unlike Instagram. So where Instagram has gone and suppressed views and, and said, oh, nobody can see your stuff now unless you pay for it, which by the way, if you know someone who purchased the blue check mark, please be aware. It's not because we think we're famous. It is because we got some views back. And that is simply the truth. We are paying 
$15 a month to Meta so that the content we create can actually be seen by people we want to see our content, which is sad. Um, but on TikTok, you don't have to do that. On TikTok, if the content is interesting and people interact with it, guess what? The good news is it's gonna, she wanna go viral. It's gonna go viral. So now that we've kind of got the lay of the land of the differences between TikTok and Instagram, let's talk a little bit about what the TikTok strategy is. How does going viral on TikTok help your small business, your service-based business in any way? Because if people in you know Canada and Mexico and California and Washington can see your video from your home in Vermont, how is that helpful in any way to your small business? Well, if it's products, the great news is it doesn't matter because people can buy shit from you from anywhere in the world, right? If it's services, well, it's not as necessary to go internationally viral, right? But certainly I've seen that work. Um, Amanda Graves, who you know, people get so touchy when you say the word invented. She did not invent that. Whatever. Who pioneered the glitter tattoo trend. Dude, you can't book with her for the next two years. People are flying in to get her tattoos because it's that specific, that niched down. People really want this thing that she can do and nobody else can do it. And even if they can, she's who they know because she's gone viral so many times for this amazing thing that she can do. And if virality is not your thing, if you don't want to be booked out for years and years in advance, if you don't want people to be able to um, fly to you from all over the world, you, you have your sights set much lower. You just want to be booked out for the next three months with people in your local area. Well, that's okay because you can also get really niche specific there as well. You can, um, you know, check in local that still works on TikTok, on Instagram, nobody cares. You can use local hashtags on TikTok that matters in Instagram. It does not matter anymore. So you can still really narrow your audience and going viral never hurts unless you read the comment section, then it really hurts. Uh, going viral never hurts because it tells the algorithm, hey, push my content out. People like this stuff. Every time somebody watches your video, the algorithm knows. Every time somebody shares your video, downloads your video, stitches your video, the algorithm knows. So all it's doing is telling the algorithm, hey, she's getting more and more popular. We should push more of her videos out. People enjoy it. And they know exactly who to push it to because the TikTok algorithm is that intuitive. Oh, I know that you enjoyed videos by this person before, so I'll show you more. Case in point, have you ever seen someone post a video about someone else? And then later in your feed, in your FYP, you see that someone else respond, their response video. The comments always say, I knew the algorithm would bring me back here because it's that intuitive. So this is an incredibly, incredibly powerful tool that other companies such as Meta are trying desperately to knock off and unsuccessfully, and they're giving it to you for free. It's still free. We have not reached the, the threshold yet where they're going to start charging you and basically you know, suppressing your views in, in for whatever, for marketing, for advertisements, whatever it is. So it's still certainly a very viable strategy for you to get new eyes and create brand awareness for your brand, your product, your service. Now, what do you do with it after that? You can invite people to go and follow you on TikTok. I mean, uh, I'm sorry, from TikTok over on Instagram. Hey, go and follow me on Instagram. I have, uh, you know, my DMs are open. Message me. I want to work with you. You can see more of my work. My whole, my whole portfolio is over on Instagram, whatever. And 
You can also, if you sell courses, online courses or, or um, training, hands-on training, maybe you have freebies that people can go and download, but they're over on your Instagram. So you can push your audience from one to the other, right? Um, but certainly Instagram is going to be a more curated place. That is not what we want to do on TikTok. If it does well on Instagram, I can almost assure you, you should not post it to TikTok. And if it does really well on TikTok, it probably will not perform on Instagram, right? So let's talk a little bit about that. Performative versus relatable is the name of the game with TikTok. And I promise there is a celebrity in this story. I'm just kind of setting the scene on today's episode, right? So when it comes to performative, this is what we think of when we think of traditional Instagram, right? We did that. It's very curated. Um, it's very set up. It's structured on purpose to be on brands, on theme, on message. This is the, the kind of account that only talks about the same thing all the time, um, only posts graphics in the same colors all the time. It's very curated, right? Like, you know, just with one glance looking at their feed, what it is that they do sell, whatever, right? On TikTok, that is not the case. On TikTok, we want to be, instead of performative, we want to be more relatable. So it should feel like a FaceTime call with your friend. It's been described that way many times. This should just feel like private stories on Instagram maybe, or you know, like the private story on Snapchat. I bet you Instagram stole that from Snapchat too, but I don't use Snapchat anymore, so I didn't even notice it. Wow, that's so funny. So, but you get what I'm saying, right? It, it should feel very custom, very unfeathered, very unstructured. It should feel like your friend is just messaging you really quickly and kind of bringing you along during the day. If you have any questions about that, DM me on Instagram. <laughs> so um, Instagram is very polished. TikTok is very raw, right? Think if Twitter and, and Instagram had a baby. If Twitter and Instagram had a baby, it would be TikTok. Because on TikTok, you just open up the camera, just like on Instagram, and you make a reel, just like on Instagram. And, but instead of it being very performative or lip syncing something and making it about your niche, instead of doing that, you're just going to open up your mouth and say something about what you're thinking in that very moment or what's happening in that very moment or what's going on. So it's, it's just very like on the spot, raw content. You don't need a ton of editing. You don't need a whole bunch of like transitions and tips and tricks. Nobody cares. Nobody wants that shit. We just want you. That's it. Um, okay. So whenever you are on social media and you begin crafting content for your ideal client, which you and I have talked about to death, one of the components of that equation is something that we don't often talk about called your attractive character. Now, your attractive character is the piece of you that you amplify and show to the public to represent your name, your brand, your product, your service all the time, right? So I am Victoria Rocca by law, right? And, uh, and you know, in my home life, in my family, my friends, my husband, my kids, I'm Victoria Rocca. But to you and I, I am Victoria Glam. And when I'm on stage, I'm Victoria Glam. And when I'm on camera, I'm Victoria Glam. And when you come to my studio, I am Victoria Glam. What is the difference between Victoria Rocca and Victoria Glam? Well, Victoria Rocca might give you some unfiltered opinions. <laughs> and, um, you know, she's a little bit more Cajun, I would say. Victoria Glam, however, really shows up. Um, I'm not going to say neutral because certainly I do take stances on things. And I, I certainly I bitch a little bit now and again. But mostly I'm here to serve my client, right? Right or to serve my students. So 
Oftentimes, Victoria Rocca is on the back burner and this little piece of me, the educator, the projector, Victoria Glam, is the louder voice that shows up in all of my marketing, right? So whereas Victoria Rocca might show up on camera and speak, you know, very laid back and dull, Victoria Rock, Victoria Glam is going to project and be higher energy, higher frequencies, and really be looking for the whiffum from my clients and students, right? Like what is in it for you guys? How can I serve you guys? How can I help you guys? That is my attractive character that is what attracts you to watch my content because there's something in it for you and it's meant for you the ideal client the ideal student not just for anyone if you have questions about that dm me on instagram um so anyway someone who has done this super super well is alex earl alex earl is a 22 year old senior at the university of miami she took her last class at the u today or i don't know sometime this week and um, she is the internet's it girl of the moment, at least on TikTok. She has grown her account in a, a ridiculous amount. She has 5.5 million followers. Oh, no, sorry. 5.1 million followers on TikTok. And over on Instagram, she has 2.6 million followers. Now, remember, it's a lot harder to grow on Instagram because they suppress versus TikTok. So let's just look at that piece first. She has twice the amount on TikTok as she does on Instagram. And guess where all of her content originates? TikTok, because that's where her base is. And it's not because she's 22, because trust me, I'm gonna be 35 this year and I watch this chick and everyone I know knows who she is. She is the new girl of the moment, right? Like she is the moment. And it's not because she sells something to us. It's not because she has her own products. It's not because she has a brand. She's never been in a movie. She's not a singer. She is relatable she is our best friend on the internet right now and she tried a few things before she actually made it and i want to take a deep dive into those things so just because she doesn't sell any one particular thing by the way does not mean that she doesn't make any money just because she doesn't have a service or a product to push doesn't mean that she's doing this for no reason she has actually created something that they have named after her called the alex earl effect she sells to you without ever saying that you should buy this. Just, she's not a makeup guru. She's not. But she got really popular for these get ready with me videos. So when we get to that point in the story, I'm going to break that down for you. Okay, so <clears throat> picture it. It's 2020. Alex Earl is a freshman at the University of Miami. And she lives in a dorm room. So do a bunch of her friends. And they all hang out together and they make those silly dancing TikToks that everyone was making in 2020, right? If you scroll to the very bottom of her Instagram, her very first video is a video of her and some friends. Obviously, they're going to some kind of frat party or something. They're dressed in like trash bags, but make it fashion, basically. And um, they have a cute song in the background and they just kind of like walk in front of the camera and pose in their trashy outfits, like their trash bag outfits, right? That's it. It does not go viral. It does not gain hundreds of thousands of views. It does not gain hundreds of thousands of likes. It's just like me or you posting a TikTok. That's it, you know? Uh, but it's 2020, so I'm sure it does better than 200 views. <laughs> but um, it's not viral by any means. She's, you know, Addison Rae is killing it at this time. Charlie D'Amelio is killing it at this time. It's not Alex's time, not yet, anyway. Life goes on. Uh, 2020 goes on. She doesn't put that much effort into it. She is, however, a marketing major. So I'm sure it was on her mind. She continues to post, but she's not really putting like her whole vajussie in it, right? So she continues living life on campus as well. Now, here's the thing about Alex Earl. She's tall. She's thin. 
She's gorgeous. She's blonde. She's got blue eyes. She's insanely popular. And her family is wealthy. So you're kind of predisposed to hate her, right? But you don't because she comes off as your friend. So relatable. Like, if you took all that stuff away from her, she wouldn't care. She'd probably be the same person. Because she doesn't say, like, you know... When we catch Kylie Jenner these days, she's like, oh, look at my closet. Look at my pink Birkins. I have a whole wall of different pink Birkins. Oh, my God. I've got a whole room full of shoes. Like, who fucking cares, dude? We're all stormy. We're going to get on Kylie air. Like, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. You're so annoying. You're so pretty and I do enjoy, you know, various aspects of things that you post. But in general, I don't find you relatable. I never found you relatable, actually. So it's the opposite with Alex Earl. Now, I'm not saying she's a billionaire. I actually have no idea how much Alex Earl's family's worth. I don't even know what her family does. And I really don't care. And she has not made it the centerpiece of her popularity. She has never mentioned my dad is really rich or my mom is really rich or my mom married someone really rich. I have no idea. She's never mentioned it. However, she did tell me and you, if you were watching or if you want to scroll back through her TikToks, that she had a 25 page paper due in December, um, just before her 22nd birthday. She turned it in like with, with minutes to go before she needed to go and party for her birthday. She also was the bride in a frat party. Uh, following a tart trip that she that was to Dubai, which was completely sponsored and she was invited on, not even being a beauty girly, she came home and immediately threw on a wedding dress from Goodwill and was hoisted in the air on a chair with a friend of hers who's in a frat and they were the frat like bride and groom and they threw this whole like crazy party that looked like Remember that? What was that movie called? Party X, Generation X, part, Party Party something. I don't know. Whatever. It looked like that. It was it looked intense. It looked wild. It looked like I wanted to be invited. I did not want to go on the tart trip to Dubai. <laughs> but it doesn't matter because we got to go on both because Alex brought us with her. So how did we get there from dancing in her room with her friends in 2020 with zero views? She is a marketing major. So I'm sure that this was done probably a little bit effortlessly because she's young and technology and social media are kind of just part of daily life but also probably part strategically. She was at least taking note in what was working and what was not working. What is connecting with the audience? Now, <clears throat> just to kind of underscore that it doesn't, it really has to come from you. It doesn't matter who else is involved in the equation. I will tell you she was dating someone famous and that's not even why she's famous. So at some point, I wanna say, mm, let me check my notes. Okay, so September 9th, 2022 she soft launched that she had a boyfriend she did not say who it was she was just like just to let you guys know she is not single that was the caption she's not single she was like just to let you guys know i have a boyfriend i've started dating someone and everyone in the comments was guessing who it was because she was already starting to build a following because she takes you on the journey right she's posting herself going to parties she's posting herself going to vegas for the weekend she's posting herself getting ready with her friends and it's all the same type of content that's working for her Gone are the days of Alex dancing. Alex doesn't dance anymore. She don't got to dance. She makes money moves. She is just turning on a camera, 
doing her full face of makeup before she goes out to these various things. And while she's doing her makeup, she's not saying, this is the Tula Secret Solution Pro Glycolic 10% Resurfacing Treatment Toner. I'm going to just put it here. She's not saying any of that. Instead, what Alex is doing is she's just kind of using it. And so it's a little like guessing game for you. You're actually watching her do her full face of makeup. And there are people, you and I might not be, but there are people who are sitting there writing down every product that she uses. And they're like trying to figure out what products are in her bag or on her counter or whatever. What does Alex use? What does Alex use? Because they think that she's beautiful. They think that her skin is great and they think her life is fun. So through osmosis almost, uh, they're just noting what products she uses because they want to use them. Remember in Mean Girls when they were like, Oh yeah, Regina George cut a hole in her shirt, so I cut a hole in my shirt. Like, that's insane. What are you talking about? She did not cut two holes in her shirt. Someone did that to be mean, and you did it. The emperor has no clothes. You guys are stupid. But people are doing it, and people are doing it often, actually. Every single video she posts, people are checking for what she's using. So because of that, she created something called the Alex Earl Effect. She sells to you without ever selling. So she's creating these get ready with me's and she's using these products and people are selling them out and buying them like crazy. She's not saying use my code. She's not saying uh, use the link in my bio. She's not getting paid for this and she doesn't want to. She's just getting more and more notoriety and creating a bigger and a bigger community. Old people might call it a fan base. We don't say that anymore. It's kind of offensive actually to call somebody a fan. So she's making this big community for herself and brands noticed. So nobody gives a shit about this dude, Tyler, who plays for the Yankees or whatever, who she was dating. It was just like a footnote in the story of Alex Earl. So remember, she didn't say, my dad's famous, my dad's rich, look at what I got from my dad. She didn't say, my boyfriend's famous, look what my boyfriend gave me, Look how much money my boyfriend makes. She didn't do any of that. She just continued to be our friend and take us with her. Exactly how you would expect your girlfriend to act, no matter who she's dating or who her dad is, right? I'm sure we all know at least one girl we went to school with who had wealthy parents. And hopefully, if you're, you know, if she's your friend, hopefully she never was like, oh my God, well, my parents are so rich. She never said shit like that. That's not how friends talk to each other. Instead, she was probably like, hey, we're having a big pool party. You should come over. Hey, we're going to the beach next week. Do you want to come with us? No, you don't have to pay anything. It's, I'm inviting you. That, it's like a subtle flex, right? Like you get to go with her on things, but she's not like trying to rub your nose and stuff. So it's aspirational. I want to be like that. I want to go with you. That's so cool. There's also a little bit of inspirational. It's like, a, it's like in the background. It's like underlying inspirational. Because sure, she might not be a rags to riches story. And she may not have come from, you know, humble beginnings or poverty, but she also never lied about it. She never rubbed our face in it. The inspirational is that she's a layman. And if you've ever studied any kind of marketing, you know what a layman is. But just like to make it just really simple, um, a layman is you or I. It's the everyman, right? She is the everyman. Dude, she went... <laughs> She, well, first of all, she took us on her Accutane journey, which I think got her a lot of followers without having to pigeonhole herself as a skincare girly or a makeup girly. She was just like a college student who happens to have really bad acne and she's going to try Accutane. And everybody knows that that is a real journey and a real pain. 
um, and incredibly restrictive. And she took us on the journey and she didn't mind showing us all of the befores. She didn't mind showing us her like dirty, nasty, scabby skin from when it was filled, you know, just filled with pus and pimples. She was like, yeah, this was a real problem for me. So relatable. You know who tried that one? Kendall Jenner tried that one. Uh, girl, like I didn't watch you on TV your entire life. You having like three pimples in one month does not mean that you need a, a whole pimple redemption arc. Get out of here. Alex Earl really had a bad problem. And she took us with her on that journey. She showed the before and afters. She showed what her skin looked like when it was flaking, purging, like the whole thing. So relatable. But she didn't make it the only thing that she talks about. She continued to say, come with me to this party. Come with me and my friends. Look at it. Like, you know who her roommates are. Yeah, she knew who her boyfriend was, but he wasn't like a centralized version of the story. And she refused to be second fiddle to him. She actually broke up with him. We don't know exactly why, but after she, or right before they broke up, she was saying um, they'd been arguing a lot because they took selfies together at some wedding and he made a comment about like, I wonder which one I should post. And then he refused to post her. And she was like, um... I'm not nobody. You shouldn't be embarrassed to post me. So the only reason that you're not posting me is probably because you want people to think that you're single. Well, I'm out of here then. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care how famous you are. I'm out of here. And then she immediately became the phoenix that rose from the ashes. And in January, that was December, January 2023, she got an invite to Miley Cyrus's Rockin' New Year's Eve party. And she took us with her. We got to go to Miley Cyrus's Rockin' New Year's Eve with Alex Earl because she brought us with her. And we got ready. There was a get ready with me. We got to, you know, when you are in high school or in college, it's not who you see at the party or who you talk to at the party. It's who you went to the party with, right? We all get together at Alex's house and do our hair and makeup and pregame before we go to the party, right? That's what Alex is doing with these get ready with me's. She's talking face to camera. She's talking about what she's going to wear. She's talking about who's going to be there. She's talking about what happened last night. It's very much just a FaceTime with your friend. So here we go to Miley Cyrus. She's not saying, oh my God, Tyler did this. Tyler did that. Actually, I've never heard her say the name Tyler. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because instead what we got is her roommate coming in to borrow a skirt and her showing us two different pairs of boots and which one should she wear. And then we got to go to the Miley Cyrus New Year's Eve and we got to see everything that Alex got to see, which was amazing. And it was a huge turning point for her because she did a little bit of inspirational, right? Uh, where she's this young college girl who's going to this amazing party. Can you believe it? And you can suspend reality and forget that she's actually already rich and pretty much famous at this point because she's still my girlfriend who just sat on the floor and did her makeup with me. And she's definitely got the aspirational there because she's hobnobbing with celebrities on New Year's Eve and not crying about her very wealthy boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, whatever. She is. She has really, really, really found that perfect line between aspirational and inspirational and kept it very organic to herself. I feel like I know Alex Earl. That is such an amazing place to be and it doesn't require anything from her. She's not, um, you know, dancing around. She's not showing us her ass. and Well, we see her titties a lot because she's always in a swimsuit because she lives in Miami. But she's not out here, you know, she doesn't have an OnlyFans. She's not pushing her own products. It never feels like she's selling to me. I want to use the products she uses because I like her and she's my friend. 
hasn't your friend ever put you onto something? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my friend was using those and she looks great. I want to try those. That is what Alex does. And they sell out. They sell out immediately. 5.1 million people watched her use the Tula Skincare Probiotic Superfoods. And so, bright start. Now, now you can't buy it in stores, you know? She really did this with, um, oh shit, what's that stuff called? Hold on, I have some right here. The Charlotte Tilbury Contour Wand. This stuff is not even that great. <laughs> like, I'm holding it. And guess where I saw it? Alex Earl. But you couldn't get it for, for quite some time. You could not get sold out everywhere because Alex uses it. So everybody wants it. This is what I want to happen to you and your brand. I want you to create such a strong relationship with your audience. I want you to build such an amazing community around your day-to-day -day life and the things that happen in your shop, in your store, at your house, with your family or roommates, that people just want your services, that people just want to try your products. People want to support you because they genuinely feel like they know you. They genuinely feel like they, like they want you to win, you know? Like that's my friend, of course I'm rooting for her. It is the best place to be and brands cannot accomplish it. I am watching brands fail left and right on TikTok. And over on Instagram, People are trying to use, you know, the previous Alex Earls of the world, but it's all so curated and structured and sticks up their asses that nobody believes it, Michaela. Nobody believes it. We don't trust you anymore. We trust Alex because she's never told me to buy something. And she takes me with her everywhere she goes. She tells me things while we're getting ready together in the morning. She is our friend. Michaela wants me to buy something. And Michaela got caught lying. We'll talk about that one another time. <laughs> so if there's anything to take away from our case study of Alex Earl, uh, even though I think that I've already killed this poor horse, let's beat it again. I would say that you need to develop your own way, whether it's a get ready with me or something else, develop your own way of repeatedly reaching your community and strengthening that bond so that you become their best friend. So that you're not selling, you're simply connecting. And the stronger that connection becomes, the easier it will be to monetize any kind of audience that you actually build. Whether that's, you know, becoming um, an influencer who pushes other people's products or having people purchase your products. By the way, my friend Sherry did this. She did this with her own um, lash studio and she sells 30, 40, 50,000 a month. And she's not always saying buy my product. Actually, she's often telling her story and she's just built an audience on TikTok. Uh, I don't know. She has like almost a million followers at this point. Her store is always selling out. It did translate to Instagram. So she's got you know, tens of thousands of new followers over on Instagram. I'm telling you, this strategy works. You've got to become incredibly relatable and you should either have inspirational or aspirational aspects to your relationship with your audience. Or if you're very, very lucky, maybe you can merge the two. So either show off your lifestyle, but remain relatable or be incredibly relatable and attain a really nice lifestyle or something that people want. That is the Alex Earl method of making viral content that will actually give you a return on your investment. And if you liked today's episode, please, please, please leave me a review over on um, any whatever podcast site you listen to this on. And uh, let me know in the comments over on Instagram 
what celebrities you want me to deep dive into next. I think I would like to make these even more detailed. Um, even more detailed, I think, with more specific examples. But yeah, let me know. Let's continue this conversation over on Instagram at victoria.glam. Let me know what you think about this style of deep dive when it comes to celebrities and who do you want to hear about next. In the meantime, I will see you back here Monday morning for our regular session and I'll talk to you over on the gram. Bye. Have a good day.